Welcome to the Don't Be a Crumb Queen podcast. My name is Cher and I'm your host. In this episode, I'll be diving into a little more detail about what is narcissistic abuse. I want to start off by saying that not everyone who manipulates or tries to control another person is necessarily a narcissist. We can all have self-absorbed tendencies, but with a narcissist, there are some strong commonalities in both personality traits and abuse tactics. These tactics can be in the form of emotional, verbal, financial, and sometimes even physical abuse. Individuals who show traits of being a narcissist are fueled by two things, the need for power and the need for constant and excessive adoration. I call this feeding the beast. Due to their exaggerated sense of self-importance and entitlement, they truly believe they are superior to others. They are highly sensitive to negative feedback or criticism, and they often play the victim. A story they'll tell anyone with a sympathetic ear. Liars, they are. Empathy escapes them, and they have no problem exploiting others for their own personal gain. Demeaning and intimidating people are their weapons of choice. Narcissistic abuse isn't always easy to detect. You would think it would be, but it's not. They can be very charming and charismatic, fooling many people. What you're really dealing with are masters of manipulation and deception. What you see is not what you're getting. Trust me, you have unknowingly just stepped into hell. They are that good. So how does someone become a narcissistic person? It usually begins with what they've experienced in their childhood. Unhealed emotional trauma combined with the fact that they are typically hypersensitive people. Due to what they experienced, subconsciously, they made an oath to never, ever need anyone again. It's simply too dangerous. Emotionally disconnecting, they are a deeply wounded child soul and do not have the capacity to self-reflect. They learned how to apply abusive tactics to hide their guilt, shame, self-loathing, and low self-esteem. It's a protective mechanism against their feelings of inadequacy. To deal with who they are, they create a false self which embodies who they wish they were, but deep down, they know they never will be. This is the person they presented to you. Now, no one goes out searching for a narcissist to be in a relationship with. However, there are certain traits that a narcissist is attracted to. They're looking for someone who they can manipulate and control through their insecurities. Contrary to popular belief, in a partner, they are attracted to a smart, strong, confident woman. Being an arm piece with a beautiful heart is a bonus. You make them look good, and that is an ego boost. Although you may have those qualities, you can still be insecure on the inside. That is is your Achilles heel, and it's exactly what they've sniffed out. They need you to be insecure enough that you'll tolerate the cycle of abuse. 
Sadly, the narcissist gets off on a power trip as he breaks that strong woman's spirit over time. Empathetic and caring people are prime targets and delicious little morsels for a narcissist. From a kind heart, you offer nurturing, affection, are very giving, and usually struggle to set healthy boundaries. Over time, dominating the relationship, it's easy for the narcissist to dictate the terms. I mean, after all, the empathetic person will bend over backwards to please the narcissist in any way they can. They will never succeed, though. The goalpost keeps moving. They end up making themselves small so the narcissist can feel big. People are simply objects to a narcissist, a means to an end, source of supply, replaceable. They spend their lives jumping from one person to another, desperately trying to find someone to fill that deep, dark, insatiable hole within them. That unicorn does not exist. Although they can utter the words, I love you, they are incapable of truly loving anyone. What they do love about you, though, is the supply you provide to their ego, your constant flow of adoration. If they do get married, at some point, their partner becomes home base. That was me. It's a place to hang their hat, have someone take care of their shit, handle the household, raise the kids, all of those types of things. Not known for being monogamous, they will have several sources of supply at one time. Yes, they are cheaters. The cycle of narcissistic abuse consists of rewards and punishments, love bombing and devaluation, which I'll talk about in a minute. This creates an emotional trauma bond between you and them. It's exhausting, to say the least, and that is the intent to drain you emotionally and physically so you're not thinking straight. The rewards offered may be in the form of temporary attention, gifts, vacations, and lavish dinners out. However, when you have not given the abuser the attention they wanted, or if they feel you are on to them, they must regain control over you and get you back in line. This punishment could be in the form of emotional outbursts, rage, vicious name calling, silent treatment, abandonment, withholding affection, or even sex. Through this level of punishment, the victim is manipulated into feeling guilty or that they are a bad person. For an empathetic, people-pleasing person like us, rejection is literally the worst thing to feel. You will do whatever it takes to make the abuser happy again. Welcome to the perpetual hamster wheel. There's a long list of tactics a narcissist will use to manipulate and control you, but I'm going to share a few of the most common ones. What I want you to remember as you're listening to this list, all of these are used with the intent of causing confusion, getting you to doubt yourself, and destroying your self-esteem. Number one, love bombing. (laughs) Oh, the love bombing stage. 
It is hard and fast moving, intense displays of attention, affection, flattery, and praise in the beginning of the relationship will be provided to gain your love and trust. They are quick to tell you everything you long to hear. Their adoration can actually be intoxicating, almost like an emotional high. This is how they rope you in, ignoring your intuition. The lavish gifts they provide are intended to make you feel indebted. Nothing, (laughs) and I mean nothing, is freely given by a narcissist. There is always a price to pay. They give to get. The goal? To create dependency through loyalty and obedience. This is where you start to lose yourself. It's a romantic manipulation of sorts. If you're raising an eyebrow at the speed the relationship is going, listen to your gut. Remember that genuine love grows slowly. Number two, devaluation. After they've gained your trust, you're no longer the new shiny toy, which provides them with the level of adoration they require. And over time, they begin to lose interest in you. They realize you're not perfect and the devaluing begins. The goal is to make you feel weak and powerless so they can continue to have control over you. They'll use your insecurities against you. And this is where the emotional and verbal abuse will escalate. Trust me, they are enjoying every minute of it. They begin to put you down or withhold their affection from you, yet they will blatantly give other women their attention right in front of you. The purpose behind that behavior is to make you jealous and feel inferior as they chip away at your self-esteem. You can't help but wonder, what have I done to provoke this sudden change in the way they're treating me? You did nothing. They are disassembling you brick by brick. Number three. Projection. When there's something inside of a narcissist that they don't like or they can't cope with, the way to deal with it is to project it onto you. For example, they may accuse you of lying and cheating or say how selfish you are. They may accuse you of being a taker in the relationship when actually you're the giver. They'll call you hypersensitive or tell you that you're miserable and a loser. Who would ever want to be with you? I personally heard that one a lot. All the while, they are describing themselves. It's not about you. It's about them. Remember that. Number four, gaslighting. Another name for this tactic is crazy making, since that is the abuser's intent. The narcissist attempts to control you by making you question your own sanity. They'll use comments like, that never happened. I never said that. Or you're so sensitive. I was just kidding. That's how they invalidate your feelings. Over time, this tactic wears down your self-esteem and causes you to second-guess yourself. You begin to shrink. 
This helps them stay in the power seat and puts you in the seat of mental exhaustion. Number five, stonewalling. Also referred to as silent treatment, except it's done intentionally with the sole purpose of hurting you. It's a passive-aggressive behavior, and it's used when the narcissist wants to punish you. It's their defense mechanism. A person who stonewalls, refuses to communicate, and disengages from any conversation to resolve issues. So let's say they came home late after work one night. There was no phone call or text giving you a heads up. You had literally no idea where they were. The next morning, you begin to ask questions. So where were you last night? Or why didn't you call or at least text me so I didn't worry? They'll look directly at you and won't answer a single question. When you get angry over the silence, they're going to ignore you even more. This is when they'll walk away into another room or physically leave and punish you for days by not talking to you. Escape is their favorite way out. It's the ultimate control. When they return, they act like nothing happened. After all, you're the crazy one. My ex was a pro at this. He would leave for days with no contact and then reappear and no explanation offered. I was never able to get closure because anytime I would bring the subject up, he would just shut it down. These are some of the most hurtful tactics used by a narcissist. Depending on whether they are overt or covert, they may use other methods in addition to what I've mentioned here. If you suspect that you're with someone who is a narcissist, I would highly recommend educating yourself on the topic, whether that is through articles, books, podcasts like this one, YouTube channels, get your hands on as much information as you can. In this case, knowledge is power. Being in a relationship with a narcissist is a dead-end road and a wicked web of destruction. It's not easy to get untangled from it, but you can do it. I am living proof of that. When you finally make the decision to get untangled from the abuse, please be kind to yourself. It doesn't mean you were stupid or weak, so stop beating yourself up. It can happen to anyone. Learn from it. Don't let it make you bitter. You were given an opportunity to grow personally through this. Embrace it. Allow it to bring a healthy balance to your characteristics where there was once an unhealthy one. You deserve to be loved well. So start with yourself. Follow me in the next episode where I'll talk about how narcissistic abuse changes you. I hope you tune in. 